proclaiming the soon return of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, preparing a people for the kingdom of heaven, preserving the posterity for the glory of God. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Key of David podcast. It's being brought to you by the Watchman of the Wall Ministries. My name is Charles and I will be your host for the next few minutes. And I am trusting that you and your heart is ready to receive what God has planned to say today for you. We were praying earlier off mic, getting prepared for the podcast. And we said to ourselves, we said to God rather, that we prayed and said, God, a word from you changes everything. Your presence releases that power that changes the circumstances in our life. So listener, you are not here by accident. You are here by divine call, by divine appointment to hear what the Holy Spirit would say to your heart. So I hope and pray that you have prepared yourself or going to prepare yourself as we become begin this podcast to receive what the Lord God would speak to your heart today. God has a word. The Bible declares that there is always something being said from the throne of God. If we will have ears to hear and a heart to receive, eyes to see, and believe what God speaks to us and then put that into operation and practice in our lives. That is the key, listener. Not only hearing the word, but then also obeying what you hear, putting it to practice in your lives. So I welcome you for the next few minutes to this podcast. And as I'm welcoming you, I'm welcoming also to the podcast, my brother, my partner in the ministry, Scott. Scott, are you ready to hear from God's voice today? I'm ready, sir. I can't wait to hear from him, whatever he's got to say. If it's hard or if it's it's good and uplifting, that's all right. I'd rather hear my father's voice, whatever he wants to say. I'm ready. So uh, I'm excited about what's about to happen here. I'll let you introduce that. But I'm excited about what we're doing today. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing well. I'm excited that there is always a God on the throne and he is always busy and always has a plan. And we can be a part of that plan if we allow him to move in our lives. And uh, before we get started, you know how I love to open up the podcast with some scripture. The scripture that I got laid upon my heart today was from 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and the first nine verses. Now, this is Paul writing to the church in Corinth, and he's explaining to them the plan of God. And these same words that he spoke to the church in Corinth, they apply to us. So that's why I believe the Lord laid them on my heart right now. Let us read from the word of God. It says, verse 1, And I, brethren, when I came to you, came not with excellency of speech or of wisdom, declaring unto you the testimony of God. For I determined not to know anything among you, save Jesus Christ and him crucified. And I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling. And my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and of power. That your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Howbeit we speak wisdom among them that are perfect, yet not the wisdom of this world, nor the princes of this world that come to naught. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, even the hidden wisdom, 
which God ordained before the world into our glory, which none of the princes of this world knew, for had they known it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But as it is written, I have not seen, nor ear hath heard, nor has it entered into the heart of men the things which God has prepared for them, for them that love him. Listener, you have no idea what God has prepared for you. You have no idea the glory that shall be revealed on that day. None of us do. And just as Paul has said to the church in Corinth, he didn't come to them with enticing words or with the ability of a, a great orator or speaker. He came to them in meekness and lowness of heart, listening to God's voice and then repeating what God told him to the people. And that's what we, Scott and I, are going to earnestly attempt to do today is speak to you from the throne of God, give you words that you can build your life on. We live in a day and hour where we need a strong foundation, Scott. Yeah. Right now we face in this world probably the worst, most evil time that this world has ever faced in its whole existence. And we need that foundation of God more now than ever. We need to know God's will. We need to be ready and equipped to stand in this evil day. The enemy, Scott, is launching his final attacks on this earth, doing all that he can right now to try to persuade the Christian to give up, try to keep people from hearing the knowledge of God, receiving anything from the Spirit of God. He has tried every trick he has in the book, and he's doing it now, Scott, as we speak. Mm -hmm. trying his best to persuade people to give up on God and to go another route. But, Scott, I want to have my foot on the rock and my mind made up. Amen. I love what you were saying. You know, we've talked a little bit about this off mic, and we are living in one of the most dangerous times for a Christian that, that you could be living in. The amount of deception, the amount of distraction, the, the amount of, of things going on to entice the yeah. Christian away from the way expressly written in the scriptures, Charles. That, that's what I want to rejoice in most of all is we still have a book that we can use that we don't have to be afraid or deceived or fooled. Paul, as you were talking about, even said, we are children of the light, not of the darkness that we should have anything overtake us as a thief we we can know the truth and be free and stay free so just like you said if if now is a time that we need to be seeking and yep. listening to the father's voice it is now it's a dangerous time and, and that's what i pray for for me for you for the listeners that we we take this soberly and we take this seriously the, the time of playing games is over would you agree I absolutely agree. The time for playing games has been over a long time ago, but even more so today than it has ever been before, Scott. We are at the threshold of the return of the Lord Jesus Christ. I do believe things have to happen in order for that appearing to take place, but I believe that we are so close to the end of all things as we know them today, the end of this age of grace 
the, the grace age is ending where God is going to remove the church and focus his attention on Israel and complete his plan. Just like Paul wrote in Corinthians, he said, we explain to you a mystery. Scott, this is a mystery, not hidden from us, but hidden for those people who are absolutely attempting to seek out God's truth. Those who have determined in their heart to know the truth and have the truth set them free. Scott, there are so many things out there right now being being uh, offered up as the truth, being being offered to the to the person who's seeking out the truth. But only God's word is going to stand when everything else fails. And I believe and you believe, Scott, that's why we do this podcast. That the Bible, the Word of God, is the foundation on which we must build our lives. That yep. there is no other truth, there is no other plan, there is no other foundation. That when it's all said and done, it's still going to be standing except God's Word. Mm. You know, when you build a house, sir, I, I love what you're building up. You're you're about to get me stirred here. Uh, I know I know we got a plan and agenda, but let, let's just stick here for a second because you know when you build a house. I, I don't think you could get that thing together. I know you can use many tools, but there's one tool that's most important. That house is not going to be put together right. I don't care if you get the best set of craftsman tools and the best craftsman in town to put this thing together. Without this one tool, Charles, and it's the ruler. It's the right. measuring stick. If you don't have a true, right, right down to the decimal point, measuring stick ruler to go by, that house is going to be out of whack, off center. It's it's going to be messed up, and it's not going to be able to stand. And we've got our measuring tool. We've got our, our ruler, which is the word of God. Thank you, Jesus, that you've left us these great and precious promises, and not just the promises, but the way we should walk, what we should be looking out for. It, it gives us the warnings we need. Just like Jesus said when he was tempted of, of the, the devil, man's not going to live by bread alone. Man can't live by revival alone. Man can't live by a new preacher alone. Man can't live by a new preacher's book alone. Man can only live by the bread of the word of God. And if we'll dig into that, Charles, we won't be deceived or enticed or any of these things that's going on right now. I, I I'm just... I'm finding the need and the love and the desire more for the word of God. I don't know if you're going through that, but that's what I see. I agree, Scott, the, the, the love for the word of God, you know, there's a scripture in the old Testament and Samuel that said that the word of God became precious in those days because there was no open vision. There was no prophet speaking. There was nobody saying, thus saith the Lord. All they had was the word of God that had been there foundation and scott i believe today is the same way that uh you know there might be a lot of so-called prophets out in the world right now speaking thus saith the lord but if it don't line up with what we've already got written down then they can they can take their word and leave they can they can quit they can hush their mouth shut up their mouth and stop speaking unless it lines up with god's word that is just like you said our ruler it is our main measuring stick. It is the basis on which we build our lives. If I come up on a question in my life and I question a truth or somebody 
has me question something that governs my life, a belief system, a personal conviction of mine. I should not try to consider my own feelings or emotions. I should not try to figure out that truth based on my own understanding. I should go to the Word of God and see what it says and see if that tells me exactly what I need to know. And it will lead <laughs> me right. There are so many people today, Scott, that are basing their feelings. They're, mm-hmm. they're, they're basing their, their, their governing of their lives and their belief system based on how they feel. And mm-hmm. if it doesn't feel right, that's what they base it on, how they feel. But, Scott, the Bible is not about man's feelings. The Bible is about the truth that will set the captive free. And our feelings are superseded by the word of God. Amen. Oh, I love it. I love it. Is that not the trap? And, it, and it's so easy. I, I just want to focus on that a second. It's so easy to hear somebody say something to hear some preacher expound on, on something about the word of God. And, and then we will, instead of having an instinct to go to the word ourselves, dig into it and research it to make sure he's telling me the truth. We, we automatically try to, well, that sounds right. That, 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 I mean, he sounds like he knows what he's talking about and it, and it sounds good and it, and it kind of makes sense. So, you know, and we fall into that trap instead of going back to our measuring stick and say, did he tell me right? Is, is that what the word of God said, or is he taking it out of context? Is he twisting it to, to benefit him and what he's trying to push across the pulpit? And I'm telling you, we really need to get back to a love and a desire for that word of God as if you caught some precious diamond that you've got to get a hold of and hold it close and dear and protect it. We, we've got to get back to that and, and the truths that are contained therein. I know, I know we're going on a tangent here, but I sure do love it. So I'm going to hand yeah, it back to you. This, this is definitely not what we had planned for today's podcast. And uh, the Lord knows already who's going to be listening to this podcast, Scott. He already knew who would pull this podcast up and listen to it. So somebody needed to hear what we've been saying out there. Maybe more than one person needed to hear what we've been saying, that God took the time to step into our plan, step into our outline and interrupt it just a little bit and say, I got something that needs to be said before you guys go any farther. So I I don't know who that was for. I know that it's for everyone, Scott. Let's be honest. It's for everyone that we need to be reminded that there is nothing that we can build our lives on other than the word of God that will stand when the rest of the world is on fire. So that, obviously, obviously somebody, I, I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt, but obviously somebody is, is struggling with something in their life about an answer. Yeah. And I think that's why we're getting pulled this way. If, if I can just talk this way for a minute, I feel, I feel like the, the Holy spirit is kind of pushing this because somebody's struggling about something in their life and, and they want to know the truth. It's got something in, to do in that area. And I, and I just want to encourage you quickly and then we'll get back on topic. But I just want whoever you are, I want you to, to encourage you. This this word has got your answer. This word will have your answer. If you will pray, if you will ask God with, with your mouth, with your lips and say, Lord, I don't know what to do about this situation. I don't know what I'm to do about what I'm being told and what I'm hearing. I, I don't know. I'm confused. 
please show me. If yeah. you'll pray that prayer, God will lead and guide you in that word when you open it about what you need. Trust him. Trust him to do so. I, I got to pull this back and give it back to you. So with that. Well, I definitely have heard and I believe that God has spoken to, uh, you know, somebody, maybe more than one person that needed to hear what's being said. But like Scott said, this is not what our main thrust was for this podcast, but it's definitely up to the Holy Spirit, what we do and say on this podcast, we always want to be sensitive to his leading and what he really wants to say, even if it goes completely against our outline or our plan, it's up to him what he wants to say, Scott. Yeah. So if you have anything else on your heart, I want you to say it. But otherwise, we're going to go to the Lord in prayer, pray over the rest of this podcast, and at the same time. We have a list, listener, that we have collected names, names that we have collected through email, through word of mouth, different ways that God has given us these names that we pray over, several different types of needs. They might be financial. They might be physical. They might be emotional, mental, marital, every different situation. But I'll, but we know that God is the answer no matter what the question or the uh, challenge is. God is the answer. So we have collected these names and I'm going to have Scott call these names out before God, before he prays and listener, this is your opportunity. If you have a need, if you have a name, maybe it's your own name, maybe it's the name of a loved one, but you have a name that you would like to have added to the list. At the end of this podcast, I will give out the email address. And if you will contact us with that name, We'll be glad to add that name to the list of these people that we pray over every week and join our faith and believe. Scott, we've seen results. We've seen results over these names. And I believe with all of my heart that if we're faithful to call these names up before God, he's going to continue to move on these circumstances. So listener, like I said, be listening to the end of this podcast and be looking in the show notes of the podcast for the email address. And give us a, give us an email, reach out to us, let us know what your name is or what the name of the person that you would like for us to pray, and we will add that name to the list. But Scott, at this time, would you call those names out before God and would you pray, pray for the remaining time that we have on this podcast that God will do what he did before at the beginning of the podcast, he will continue to speak directly to our hearts. I will certainly do it. We, we've got a list of names here, just like Charles has said, and praise his holy name. We've seen results. He has allowed us to see people get answers to what they needed on this list. He's been gracious and wonderful. He's not a respecter of persons. If, you, if you've got a need, just like Charles said, I would encourage you to write in to the ministry, right into the podcast. Let us put your name on here. We're, we'll do it discreetly. Nothing's going to be, no information is going to be given out. And we'd be glad to pray for you and uh, thank God today for answers to prayer. So we're continuing to pray for these on this list right now. Grace, Greg, Chris, Amanda, Annabelle, Trey, Tina, Joe, Landon, Scott, Matthew, Shirley, Dante, Billy, Saber, Rick, Noah, Katrina, Charles, Teresa, Larry, 
and Sherry. We are praying for you. Different needs on this list, as always. They they run the gamut. Charles, physical, mental, spiritual, financial. for the privilege, the ability to come to this podcast for for you being here, Lord, because you promised you would. You said in your word where two or three would gather in your name. There you are in the midst. And we thank you for being here. We, we know you're going to speak. You already have spoken. You're speaking to some people right now. They're listening to this podcast. Maybe their name's not on this list, but they're listening and they're struggling. They're struggling with the direction. They're struggling with what to do. They're, they're struggling with a life decision, maybe. So we pray for them right now, God, that you would speak to them, that you would lead and guide them on, on these directions that they need to know how to go. Lord, you're faithful, you're true, and you're trustworthy. So I know, Lord, you're going to speak to these people and give them the answer they need. I guess, Lord, what I want to really pray is that they have the ears to hear and the eyes to see the answer that you give. God, you are always speaking if we will take the time to get in position to listen to you in the right position. So I pray for them that their eyes be open, that their ears be sensitive to the leading of your spirit, leading God them in the right direction. I pray for these people on this list, whatever need it may be, it is not impossible for you to meet. I pray blessings in the spirit would reach out and touch these people. Some of these people are really struggling, as I feel, by, by, the, by the working of the Holy Spirit. They're really struggling. And, Lord, my heart goes out to them. And, Lord, you said where two or three would touch and agree in your name as concerning anything, it shall be given. So I've got faith in that. And I know you answer prayer. I've watched you do it. I know you're going to answer for these people that are struggling right now. So I'm going to go ahead and praise you for the answer that is on its way. And I thank you for the presence we have in this podcast. Lead in God, Charles, let him speak. Thus saith the Lord to the people that are listening in your name with your authority. And we will praise you for everything said and done on this podcast. In Jesus name we pray and amen. 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 I love the way you prayed, Scott. The Bible says that God calls those things which are not as though they were. And you did the same thing. You already praised God for the answer that has not maybe arrived in our time. But as far as God's concerned in his time, the answer has already been given. So thank you for praying and thank you for obeying God in your prayer. Scott, we're going to change gears a little bit right now. We're going to start a new series. And now we had just ended a series that we were on for six weeks called Service in the Kingdom. And during that series, we talked about the service that should be in the heart of every Christian, every believer that is truly born again and on fire for God and trying their best to live according to God's word should have a desire to serve God in some capacity, use their talents, their abilities, their resources to promote and to be a productive part of the kingdom of God. And in doing so, lay up for themselves treasures in heaven. Jesus said when he returns that there he would reward everyone according to their deeds, according to their works. So no, we don't preach a salvation by works. 
but works are involved in a true believer's life, Scott. Works are involved. And we spent six weeks talking about how you can sow your seed, use your gifts, your talents, your resources, sow into the kingdom of God, and not expect, like the prosperity gospel, expect a reward on this side, but re- but in but expect the reward on the other side. Well, that's where the true reward is. When Jesus said, "Lay up your treasures in heaven, where they will last forever." And I hope that you gained from that series, Scott. I hope we presented it in the right fashion, in the right way. I hope that it was a blessing to others. Now we're going to start a new series today on this podcast. And it's a series about a topic, Scott, that you got excited about when I mentioned it. <laughs> and it's 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 different in the in the way that we normally presented our series. This series is about the parables of Jesus Christ. You know, when Jesus came to this earth, Scott, and began to walk among us on this earth. He shared the truths of God and the mystery of God, the mystery that I spoke about earlier in 1 Corinthians chapter 2 that Paul said he was attempting to deliver to the to the to the believers that mystery Scott Jesus was presenting that mystery that wisdom that was hidden from the foundations of the earth hidden before time began Jesus revealed it to the people through stories, through allegories, metaphors, or what we call parables. And I've heard several people attempt to teach what these parables meant. I believe a lot of them did a great job, and some of them maybe not so well. But we thought it would be beneficial if we, on this podcast, did a series on the parables of Jesus Christ. Amen. Oh, I love it. I love it. When you, when we were talking about this and, and going to start this topic, I, I just love the parables of Jesus. They, they're wonderful illustrations of what Jesus came here to try to convey. Like you said, it was, it was wisdom and, and information about the kingdom of God that had been hidden through ages past. Prophets in the Old Testament desired to know and hear what Jesus had to say. They desired, but they never got to. And, and all those people in the Old Testament desired to want to hear what Jesus had to say. And here he is on the earth expounding truths that I'm, I'm sure it blowed people's minds. And he's, he's using, like you said, the parable, the illustration to give them maybe a point of reference, if you would, for them to understand how to apply these kingdom principles in their life and what what better way to do it than the way he did it by taking things and situations of the time and applying them to what he wanted to say to give the people understanding because it's about understanding it's about getting it would you agree absolutely like i said earlier and like i read in the book of uh first corinthians chapter two jesus said that he came to show the way he said i am the way the truth and the life and he revealed the father to us and he did this by revealing the truths of god's word through parables and uh scott a lot of these parables are very famous uh we're not i don't know we're we're going to attempt 
on this series to hit all of the parables. We might not get what some people would consider a parable. There is a debate on how many quote-unquote parables of Jesus there really is. I've seen some people say there's 12 main parables. I've seen some people say there's 30 parables. Uh, I even seen one that said there was 46 parables. Uh, it depends on your definition in the Word of God of what a parable is, but we're going to attempt, Scott, to, to we may not be an all-inclusive parable teller on this series. I hope <laughs> we don't miss any of the main ones. I would like to I would like to cover all of them, but if we don't get all that the listener thinks maybe there's one out there that we missed, you know, let us know and we'll be glad to pick it up later. But Scott, we're going to attempt to take these parables one by one and break them down in their essence and try to absorb from them, to extract from them the truth that Jesus was trying to get across. Now, I guess the best thing to do is to start out, what is a parable? Well, simple definition of a parable from Webster's Dictionary says, a simple story used to illustrate a moral or a spiritual lesson. Now, Scott, in your own words, what would you say a a parable is? I'm going to have to get a little bit worldly, just a little bit to try to explain it. But I've always likened these things. I watched a certain TV show growing up. I won't name it so we can so we can stay a little bit religious here. But <laughs> I used to watch a certain show on TV. Really loved this show. This show was based upon the, the whole episode, the whole one-hour episode would, would be illustrated. The actors would act out the situation, what was going on, some, some something that they had to do, something they were coming against, something that was giving them a hard time. They would act that out. And at the end of that story, you you got the moral lesson that they were trying to administer all through that hour-long episode. Toward the end, you, you, you got told what was happening, and it made sense because you've watched this whole hour-long episode. You've watched them act out the situation, what they went through, the decisions that they had to make, and they learned the moral lesson at the end of the episode. And I kind of liken Jesus's parables, if you will, if you'll let me, in, in this situation, he's taking something that's going on, something about everyday life, something that, that humans go through in a situation and using that to illustrate a, a principle, a law of the kingdom, a secret. In some instances, it was, it was a secret unknown about the kingdom of God, and he's trying to illustrate that and giving the, the listener a point of reference to go by so that they could understand it. I, and that's a long-winded explanation, but that's yeah. how I, I like it. <laughs> well, I think you did a good job. Um, you know, I I believe with all of my heart that Jesus was revealing to us, and it actually used this word, these words in, in the in the Bible. If you read it, in the four Gospels, Jesus would sometimes say, "The kingdom of God is like this," or "The kingdom of heaven is like this," and He was revealing to us what the kingdom of God was all about. And that's what we're living in or what a true believer, Scott, should be living in is the kingdom and according governing their lives according to kingdom principles and not worldly principles. So I agree with you in that long 
discourse that you had about what a parable <laughs> is. But, you know, the short of it is, is a parable is a story. It's a, it's, you know, you could call it an allegory or maybe a metaphor or, you know, some illustration that Jesus used in the form of a story to get a point or a truth across about the kingdom of God or the kingdom of heaven. And he would use those. Now, when I was getting ready to do this podcast, Scott, and I looked up the meaning of the word parable and what it is, I, the next question that came to my heart and immediately came to my mind is, why did Jesus speak in parables? I mean, if he came to reveal God's word and reveal God's truth to us, why did he do it in such a mysterious way? Why did he speak in parables? Why did he not just come out and tell the people the truths of God's word, the truth of God's kingdom? Why did he use parables? Scott, what I believe there's several reasons, but what do you think one of the reasons why he used parables to describe the truths of God's word instead of just coming right out and saying the truth? Right. There are, you're right. There are a few reasons why he did that, you know, because the word says, that when he would get around a group of people, he would not speak to them unless he had a parable in, in the shoot ready to fire. He'd speak to them then only in parables. And there's also, you know, these people that talk about the parable thing like to bring up the, the scriptures where he's like, you know, I speak to them in parables. You know this one. You can quote it better than me. I speak to them in parables, least hearing they should hear and, yes. and seeing they should see and understand. And I should forgive them. Wouldn't, wouldn't that be? the reason that you would want to do all this, you know, and they like to bring that up. But I, yeah. like you said, there's a few, I'm going to, I'm going to go with this one and hand it back to you. But these parables were designed as, as a, as a, as a search. I'm going to try to be really nice. It's a search for a heart and, and a mind that's going to be sensitive to want to hear and understand and follow Jesus. One might could even say a weeding out process. I'm going to be really nice, but it was it was a separation of those who were really wanting to follow the Lord, to follow the truth, and and to hear and do what He's got to say, and those who didn't want to have anything to do with it. It was kind of like weeding those out. That's one I'll pick, but I'm going to hand that back to you. Well, I, I'm definitely going to agree with you and comment on that in just a moment. But the first reason that I wanted to bring up about why Jesus spoke in parables is what you said. And uh, there's several verses that back up what you said about seeing they would see and hearing they would hear and not understand. But uh, the reason that you're bringing up, it's there's several scriptures in case the people that are listening are wanting to look up the references that we're using. Uh, Luke 8, 10 is one, Matthew 13 verses 13 and 35 but the one i like the best comes from mark chapter 4 and verses 11 because when i asked the question well why did jesus speak in parables the good thing is that the disciples wondered the same thing and even asked jesus they asked jesus they said lord why do you talk to us openly but in when you're in a crowd you talk to them in parables and jesus answered this way in chapter 4 of Mark, he said, Unto them, unto you it is given to know the mystery of the kingdom of God, but unto them that are without, all these things are done in parables, 
that seeing they may see and not perceive, and hearing they may hear and not understand, lest at any time they should be converted and their sins should be forgiven. Now, let me explain why Jesus did that. Now, Scott, the chosen people of God are the Israelites. Way back in the Old Testament, God chose Abraham in order to make a covenant with the world. He chose Abraham, and he told Abraham that he was going to make a special covenant with him and with his descendants. And if you follow the story, you're going to follow, you're going to find out that the descendants of Abraham were the Israelites. And so the Israelites are God's chosen people. Let me stress that word are. For anybody that might be listening and they, they've heard the word replacement theology. And they said that we, the church, have replaced Israel. And Israel is no longer the chosen people of God. That is not correct. That is not what the Bible teaches. There are more than one covenant that is in operation right now. There is the earthly covenant that God established with Abraham that he said would be a covenant that would last forever with Abraham and his descendants. And then there is the covenant that Jesus made with the Gentiles or with us that is a spiritual covenant that will also last forever. So Scott, the Israelites are still God's chosen people. Yes, they have fell away. Yes, they have sinned. Yes, they have walked away from the covenant that God established with Abraham and with Moses. But they are still God's chosen people. Now, the reason that it said that Jesus spoke to them in parables is because if the Israelites would have accepted Jesus as the Messiah, there would have been no hope for us Gentiles. Everyone else would have had no hope of salvation, no hope of redemption, had the Israelites accepted Jesus as their Messiah the first time that he came. Scott, does that make sense? Absolutely, absolutely. You know, and Paul teaches that in the book of Romans about we were grafted in as, as branches brought from another place, from another tree onto this tree. So, you know, we should be praying for the peace of Israel. We should be praying. And trolls, I think I'm seeing, I think it's prophetic. I, I'm seeing a, a movement in Israel. So I keep watch that there's many coming I don't want to say converted, but there, there are many coming to acceptance of Jesus as the Messiah. He was the promised Messiah to come, and they're accepting that. It's a big movement going on, I think, is prophetic. So thank God, if, if I can say this, I don't know if it's going to make sense, but thank God they didn't accept him, just like you said, because we wouldn't have had a chance. But because of their rejection, the gospel then was spread out to the Gentile nations, and thanks be to God, it gave us a chance. Amen. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. I mean, Paul said it himself. He said this was a mystery of the gospel that when God created the covenant with Abraham, he already knew that in the future he would send Jesus as his Messiah and that Jesus would be rejected by the first people that God chose the Israelites, that they would reject Jesus as their Messiah 
as God's leader, as God's chosen anointed one. And that in turn would give God the ability, the excuse, the reason to offer salvation to the Gentiles. Scott, if, if the Israelites had not refused to accept Jesus as their savior, then we would not have had a chance at all. And so, like you said, I am thankful and I am a bit awed and a bit scared and a bit, you know, it, it really makes me wake up and pay attention that if God, it says, did not spare the natural vine, what makes us so high minded and heady and arrogant that he would not spare oh, yeah. the grafted in vine? In other words, oh, yeah. if God could turn his back on the chosen people of Israel, what makes us think that God couldn't also change his mind and turn his back on the people of the rest of the world, the Gentiles? So mm-hmm. that are to sober us up, that are to make us think long and hard about the mercy of God, that God extended his mercy to us. And that one day again, Scott, when the church age is over and the covenant that God made through Jesus Christ with the world has come to an end and he gathers up his people, the church, the body of Christ, he's then going to turn his attention back to Israel and complete the physical covenant that he made with Abraham so long ago, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, you remind me, I forget which which uh, apostle it was now. My mind is going somewhat, but you, you remind me of that scripture that he was speaking to a Gentile church. That uh, And I want to say Peter, I'm not sure, but he was speaking to a Gentile church. And he said, brethren, give diligence to make your yes. calling an election sure. For if the one that spoke in the Old Testament that shook the mountains and it quaked with fire and smoke, they, they did not get an escape. What do you think shall happen to us who have received this uh, knowledge of the furtherance of the gospel? Me- meaning, that's long-winded, but meaning it, it, those didn't get an excuse to escape what God said in the Old Testament, the way he spoke then, what Jesus is saying now. And he was speaking to a Gentile group. What Jesus is speaking now, you shall not escape if you neglect so great. A salvation, yes, sir. So we better be paying attention. Absolutely, yeah. I, I and I hope that the listener hears us when you get down on your knees and pray. You should thank God not only for the Jesus Christ and His sacrifice and His dying on the cross that gave us the ability to be saved, but thank Him also that He made a way for this plan to be extended to us. Because had the Israelites followed God like they supposed to in the first place, then there would have been no hope for us at all. No. And And, Charles, you know, people, people that might not understand that or might not believe that they need to go back and they need to read their gospels again, because when Jesus was here sending out the 12, two by two, you remember this well, sending out the two by two, he said, do not go to the Gentile cities, go to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And that's where he based his ministry. You know, so read read your Gospels and understand, thanks be to God for, I'm saying this loosely, thanks for their blindness. But I pray that their blindness be lifted, and I believe it will toward the end. So, yes, sir. Absolutely, absolutely. There is a remnant of Israel that God is going to save because he made a covenant with Abraham. 
And he said, a remnant of, of Israel shall be saved, even though they've turned their back on him. He said he's forever married to Israel. They're going to be forever his bride. So, Scott, when the time of the Gentiles has been fulfilled, God will turn his attention back to Israel and redeem a remnant of Israel to fulfill the covenant he made with Abraham. Now, this brings us back to the main topic and one of the reasons that Jesus spoke to the people in parables. Do you think, I, I like I said, I was going to comment earlier, you know, I said I'd come back to it. You said another reason that Jesus spoke to them in parables is because God's truth is so wonderful, Scott. It's mm -hmm. so valuable. You know, it said that these were hidden gems of, of wisdom that were hidden before the, the foundations of the world, before time began, before God created the world or the earth and hung it in space. There was a truth about God that he wanted to reveal, but Scott it's so valuable, it's so precious to God to reveal himself that he did not want to show himself to just everybody, but only those people who were truly hungry and truly had a heart for him. So I believe another reason that Jesus probably spoke in parables and the reason why we have four gospels that are full of parables today is because these are hidden wisdom scott that the rest of the world is just not going to get as a matter of fact the rest of the world thinks christianity is foolishness yep yep and the reason is is because they don't have a heart on to god they don't have the desire to hear the truth they want to desire they want to make up their own truth they want to be their own boss they want to decide their own fate they want to follow their own rules that's why we have things like evolution and the scientific method that is so skewed from what it should be that the true scientific method is no longer practiced anymore because they are trying to find the wisdom of the universe with their own methods and they want to arrive at the at the at the final truth that they themselves they wanted the whole time they, they don't want to follow the real plan of truth, the real path of knowledge. They want to design a path that's going to lead them to a conclusion that they wanted all along, Scott. Amen. Oh, yes, absolutely. It's, you know, I heard another guy use the word worldview, and that, that's the problem. You, you said it better than I can. They've left the scientific method, which is let's ambiguously, without a motive, without an agenda, Let's test this scenario, and, and unbiasedly, I don't think that's possible, but unbiasedly, let's watch the results, and whatever comes out must be the truth. But like you so eloquently put, today's scientists, the majority of them, not all, but a majority of them, they want a godless universe. They, they want this to have happened by chance. They don't want to answer to, to a god and have to go by his truth and, and walk in his ways. They want this to be a godless universe that just happened by chance. And they want whatever evidence they find to fit that truth, that yes. worldview. So they will, they will skew and they will twist their results. So it's no longer an unbiased scientific method. 
it's twisted to fit a worldview that says, I don't need God. I don't have God. I don't, I don't have to go by anything God said because he's not real. And, and that's, that's very, very, very sad. And it's, it's kind of, maybe you can do this a little better than me, but, but we're kind of hitting on what I was trying to say still, because I've never left my passage is Matthew 13. When, when the disciples come to him and go, you know, why do you speak to this crowd in parables? You alluded to it earlier. Why do you speak to this crowd in parables? Jesus goes into it and says, hearing you will hear and shall not understand. Seeing you will see and not perceive. And, and he tells why. For the hearts of this people have grown dull. Their right. ears are hard of hearing and their eyes they have closed. They've already made up their mind. That's why he says, least they should see and hear, least they should understand and turn and I should heal them. And then he goes further. And this is what makes me feel this way. Blessed are your eyes. He's talking to the disciples now. Blessed are your eyes because they see and your ears because they hear. For truly, I say to you, many prophets and righteous men desired to see what you see and hear what you hear. And they didn't get to. And, it, and it's it's a weeding out, like you said, for those that have a heart and the desire to want to chase God like, like a man would chase one of the most beautifulest women he's ever laid eyes on and goes after it. He's, he's looking for that. So he presents this stuff in parables, and it's like a twofold purpose, Charles. To those that have that heart, it makes them grow hungry. They understand, and they begin to chase him. But for the others who have already made up their mind, it, it makes them grow harder. It's, it's like a weeding out process. I don't know if I'm making any sense, so I'm going to hand this no, back to I, you. I think you're doing a great job. It's exactly what it's meant to do is to weed out those people who are not serious about discovering the truth and all they're looking for is facts and figures to back up their own agenda and to arrive to their own conclusion. But those people who have a true heart to follow God and a true, a true mind to seek out God's wisdom, they're the ones that are going to take these parables and say, well, I know that the truth of God is hidden in this parable and I'm going to dig it out. And Scott, that's, one of the main objectives of this new series that we're starting on the parables is to try our best with the help of the Holy Spirit to dig out the mystery of God's kingdom and reveal it to the people who are listening. Because, Scott, let's be honest, isn't there any parables in there that you still scratch your head at? I mean, aren't there any other parables that you have loved to have been able to take and with a group of people or somebody that you've trusted to help you seek out the truth, maybe dig it a little deeper, find out the true hidden manna that was hidden in that parable. There are still parables, Scott, to me that I would love for someone to help me expound on, help someone to help me discover all there is, all every little golden nugget of wisdom hidden in that parable. I would like to extract from it, Scott. That's another reason we wanted to do this series is so that maybe we could help one another and in helping one another, we could also help the listener get every bit of truth out of these parables that is there to get. Amen. <laughs> I, I like that. You said, I heard a preacher say this one time, but I didn't understand it at first, but he, he said, if you're, if you're having trouble about understanding the passage of the word of God, then <coughs> preach on it, then preach on it. And when, when, when he first said that, I was like, I don't understand what you mean, but I, but I get it now. There are times that you and I, when we get together, 
I may not understand said topic we're talking about at first, but as we get to talking, God has been gracious enough to reveal truths to us while we were together talking about the subject, not knowing it before. And I think that's what's going to happen here. I think as we begin to open these up, and absolutely, I've got ones, especially when we're talking the parables about about the future events that he lays out. I'm still struggling with those, at trying to get a full understanding. So I believe that when we begin to expound on these parables here, he's going to reveal things to us and to the listener at the same time that we might have been struggling with deep truths. So I can't, I can't wait to get in this. Yes, sir. <laughs> And, and that is, you know, one of the main objectives of doing a, a series on the parables. Now, like I said, Scott, we are going to try to hit every important parable there is and uh, cover, you know, what we consider to be a parable, even though it may not have been a called a quote unquote parable in the word of God. If it's an illustration, if it's a picture, a word picture or a story that Jesus spoke about to reveal a hidden truth about the kingdom of God, we're going to do our very best to cover that in this series. So if we do that, this series is going to be a long series. <laughs> and I hope listener that you are interested. I hope that you have been enticed. I hope that you have been challenged to listen to this new series on the parables. Uh, also, if there's a parable that you don't understand, that you want to make sure that Scott and I cover, then by all means, reach out to us via email and let us know so that we don't miss any of those parables that maybe you still have a question about. I I know, and Scott, if the Lord leads, that our next podcast is going to be on the parable of the sower and the seed found in chapter four of Mark. And I'm hoping, you know, and you can consider that listener to be your homework. If you haven't read that parable in a while, read Mark chapter four, all about the sower and the seed. That's going to be, unless the Lord leads us differently between now and the next podcast, Scott, that's going to be the first one that we cover. All right. In these last few minutes that we have, listener, I hope you've been enticed. I hope you've been challenged. I hope you've been, I hope your interest has been piqued and you will follow along with us on this new series on the parables. Scott, um, before we sign off, I want you to say a prayer for us that God, like you said earlier, you, you said it well. If there's a question, if there's a mystery, if there's something in the Bible that I don't understand, the Bible says that if I seek, if I want wisdom, I can pray to the Father and he will give me wisdom. And if there are parables in there that we don't understand, if there are truths of God that are hidden that we have not yet dug out, Scott, then we can pray and the Holy Spirit will help us discover those truths. So in the last few minutes of this podcast, I want you to comment and say whatever else is on your heart considering this new series or anything we've said today. And then I want you to pray. Pray for me. Pray for yourself. Pray for the listener that we will be, uh, that our eyes and ears will be anointed with that salve that Jesus talked about in Revelation, that we will hear his voice clearly, that we will be, our, our minds will be open to the truth of God 
that if there's a mystery in there that we have not seen or a parable that we had questions about that God's going to open our eyes and ears and open our hearts and we're going to receive that truth and be that much more closer to God when this ser- when this series is over with. Scott, would you do that? I will do it. And you that are listening, I love what Charles just said. This is This is also an opportunity for you. If you've got a favorite parable that you'd like for us to go through, uh, or maybe you're struggling with a parable like we just admitted earlier. You, you'd like for us to go over that one. Now's your chance to do it. Charles is going to give the email out at, uh, at the closing of this podcast. You can write into us. We'll, we'll try our best to get to that one and, and go over it. And uh, we'd love to hear from you. We'd love to hear what parable you'd like for us to choose. We, we'd definitely go through it. And I know God's going to reveal things in this life truce things you can live your life by that's why these one of the reasons these parables are so important these are these are things guidelines truths that you can live your life by and and it, it be sound solid full of joy full of peace living by these truths they they are even more than just stories they they are things that you can pillow your head on they, these are things that you can trust and guarantee and to see you through the storms of life these parables that's why I'm excited So write in, let us know that, and I'm going to pray. Father, I thank you for this opening podcast. I thank you for leading us. Oh, Holy Spirit, I thank you for leading us in this direction about the truths of our Canaan King, our Messiah, Jesus Christ, truths that we can live by. Father, I pray for me, Charles, and everyone that listens. Give us the understanding. Open our hearts and our eyes to the truths that you expounded, to the pearls that are in these parables. And Lord, let them transform us. Not only not only let us just see and hear it, but let it transform our lives, our minds, and our hearts to grow closer to you, God, to be more like your son. Isn't that what that's all about, to be more like your son? And I give you the praise for this new series. And I pray again, open our eyes and ears. Let us be able to hear and understand Guide us through this, O Lord, by your spirit as only you can. And we will give you the praise and the glory for all this. In Jesus' name we pray. And amen. Amen. Good prayer. Thank you, Scott, for praying. Okay, listener, you have been informed of what this new series is all about, the parables of Jesus Christ. I hope you stay with us in the next few weeks as we go over the parables and listen. I hope you write in and let us know of any parables that you want to make sure that we cover. Any questions you may have. And while you're doing it, also let me remind you that just like I said earlier during the podcast, we collect names that we pray over on all these podcasts, names of people who have a special need in their heart and in their lives. And if you would like to have your name or someone else's name added to the list as a prayer, I hope you do so. I hope you can, can, can contact us via the email and let us know. We'll be glad to add that name to the list and pray and join our faith with yours and see God move. Uh, And the email address that you need to use is simply key underscore David underscore ministries at yahoo.com. That's all it is, is key underscore David underscore ministries at yahoo.com. And uh, also, it will be in the show notes of this podcast, whatever platform you're using, 
look for the notes on this podcast. There should be a link there uh, for our email address. Actually, it'll be a hyperlink if you click on. It'll automatically pull up your email and get you ready to send us an email. That's how easy and quick it is to do it. Uh, When you do that, let us know you're out there. Contact us. Let us know you're listening to the podcast, that it's being a blessing to you. It blesses my heart. It blesses Scott's heart so much when we hear from somebody and let us know that we are out here making a difference for you and not just speaking to the void, but just let us know you're out there. It'll do our hearts so much good. In the meantime, while you're waiting on another podcast to come out, I encourage you to listen to Scott's podcast. It's called The Key of David Supplemental. It is another podcast that we are doing here in this ministry that Scott does, uh, and it will be available to you. Just look for Key of David Supplemental on whatever pa- uh, podcast platform you use and uh, and listen to those. They will really encourage you, challenge you. Sometimes they're rebuking. Sometimes they're uh, sometimes they're a little hard to receive, but they're all good from Holy Spirit. Anything we get from God is an encouragement and meant to build our lives up and our most holy faith. We have other resources you can use. You can follow us on our Instagram and Twitter accounts. We have a Facebook page at Cry of the Watchman that you can follow as well. I also encourage you to use the links In the show notes, there are blogs there that you can follow of messages Scott and I have received in the past that you can read, things that God has showed us in the past that will really bless your heart. I want to thank you, Scott, for helping me with another podcast. Thank you. I want to thank you, Holy Spirit, for speaking to us today, for giving us the opportunity to put another podcast out there. I I pray you've been blessed, listener. I pray that you pray for us. We'll be praying for you. Definitely want us all to make it home to be with God in heaven. That's what it's all about. Eternity is really the only thing that matters, listener, and I hope you understand that. You may go through a lot of things in this world. You may go through a lot through life. You will have troubles and tribulations and trials. But remember, eternity is really the only thing that matters. And making it home to heaven to be with God is what really matters in our lives. It is my prayer. It is Scott's prayer. It is the Watchman of the Wall Ministries prayer. It is the Key of David's prayer that each and every person listening repents for the kingdom of heaven is at hand.